What is up, everybody? Welcome in. I'm Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com, covering the Big 12 Conference. And in case you missed it, the Big 12 had itself outstanding, outstanding numbers when it comes to revenues for the 2021-2022 season. Those came out here in the last few days, and I want to explain to you why that's important and why that matters. Now, before we get into it, hit that subscribe button on the channel on YouTube, on the podcast. We appreciate you being here and being a part of the show. And it uh, takes you two seconds, and we cover the Big 12 and, of course, all the other craziness happening in college football with the realignment madness right now, and that's where this is all going to lead. So the numbers came out um, late this past week, and it showed the Big 12 finishing third in conference payouts per team behind the SEC and the Big Ten. The numbers, the Big Ten paid out $59 million. The SEC paid out $50 million. The Big 12 paid out 42 to $45 million. The ACC ranged from 38 to $41 million. And the Pac-12 paid out $37 million. That is on a per-school basis. So we're talking about, obviously, 40 to $60 million per team, per Power 5 school. That's astronomically higher than anybody else. Remember, this is 2021-2022, right? So this is for the previous athletic year. Not this past year, the previous athletic year. This is a horrible look for the Pac-12. For a Pac-12 conference that is trying to get a deal done right now, if you are a Pac-12 school, if you are Colorado, if you are Arizona, why are you staying in this league right now? Why are you doing it? You were trailing all the other Power 5 schools by millions of dollars with USC and UCLA. Tell me why you're going to hang around. Why, if you're Colorado, you're going to sit in this league as you sit there right now and get embarrassed trying to get a deal done? Explain to me why and how that's going to make any sense and why you would do it. You wouldn't. You wouldn't do it. It doesn't make any sense to do. It just doesn't. I don't care what anybody tells you. It does not make any sense to go down that road, right? So you're looking at this and you're saying, okay, these are for basically two years ago, but they matter right now. They matter right now because if you're looking at this and you're saying, okay, I'm the Big 12, what is my bargaining chip? My bargaining chip is this. I'm third in revenues for the most recent year. That's a good thing. Yes, OU and Texas are leaving, but we still have an outstanding chance of being the third highest revenue per school conference in the country based on our new TV deal that is done through 2031, based on the fact that the ACC is stuck in this hot garbage of a contract. Oh my goodness, the ACC deal's a joke. And the Pac-12 doesn't even have a TV deal right now beyond like a year from now. So the Big 12 is sitting pretty. Now, am I concerned about this becoming simply a power two? Yeah, yeah, I, I am. I, I think that the Big 10 and the SEC could certainly start to separate themselves even further. I think the money suggests that that is possible. But everybody can't go to the SEC and the Big 10. The SEC at some point has to say, we're going to add Clemson. Like, we would add Clemson? We'd add Florida State? Are we insane? Who's going to be bad in this conference? Who do we want to suck in this league? 
everybody can't play Vanderbilt. So the if you're the SEC, there is not a lot of incentive necessarily to expand unless your attitude is we don't want the Big Ten to expand into Florida and our country with Clemson, Florida State, whoever else. We don't want the Big Ten to become a Southeastern League or dip their toes into the Southeastern Conference footprint. So we're going to take Florida State and we're going to take Clemson just because we don't want them going to the Big Ten. I suppose that's possible, but at this point, I don't think the SEC needs it. I really don't. So the Big 12 has got to be, if I'm Brett Yormark, I know that these numbers for these revenue totals predate Brett Yormark because, once again, this is for the 2021-2022 fiscal year. I am taking this, this chart that shows the Big 12 third in revenues behind the Big 10 and the SEC, and I'm sharing it with Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, Clemson, Florida State, whoever wants it in a Power 5 conference, I am sharing it with. That's what I'm doing if I'm Brett Yormark, and I guarantee you he's done it. I guarantee it. It would make all the sense in the world for him to do it, right? I mean, here he is on the verge of potential expansion, and now you get these revenue numbers that show you're in a very good position, Brett Yormark is. He's in a great spot. So you're looking at this and you're saying, yeah, you'd love to be closer to the SEC and the Big Ten, but... In the end, in a dog-eat-dog world, in a zero-sum game, and that's what big-time college sports is, it's a zero-sum game. It has to be, right? There's only so many Power 5 schools. If you advance, if you benefit, if you expand, somebody else is losing. That's how it works. That's how it has to work. There's no other way for it to work. So if you're Brett Yormark, you take these numbers and you run with them. You do cartwheels with them. You go out there and you say, we are third right now in revenues in the Big 12 behind the SEC and the Big 10. And guess what? We're only, I know we're losing OU in Texas, but the data would show, the contracts would show, we are in as good a place as anybody right now. And that's exactly what Brett Yormark is probably doing. So uh, there is so much happening right now, but that little piece of news that broke late last week, don't overlook that. Don't overlook the Big 12 coming in third of the Power 5 conferences when it comes to uh, television revenue on a per-school basis. That is a very big deal that should in no way be overlooked, no doubt about it. Now, elsewhere, there's some other things happening on this front I want to get into. Uh, Nebraska. So Nebraska's... No, no, no. Nebraska's not coming back. Although I did share a very good... If you haven't seen it, it's on our Twitter page, at Heartland underscore CS. I shared a photo from, geez, almost 15 years ago now. And it's a bunch of Nebraska fans at their final home game in the Big 12. What would that, 2010, I guess that would have been, 2010, 2011? And it's a bunch of Nebraska fans holding a sign up, and it says ABC. I guess the game was on ABC. And it says, Adios, Big 12. I guess I should go this way so you can understand. Adios, if you're on YouTube, Adios, Big 12 is what it said. And, you know, they look like happy Nebraska fans. Look at us. We're going to the Big 10. We're going to be all hot stuff. Imagine if you could have told those Nebraska fans what the last nearly 15 years would have looked like. You think they would have regretted that sign? You think they would have regretted that move? 
absolutely they would have regretted that sign and regretted that move. Because I know they've made a little bit more money, but it has been a horrible move for so many reasons for Nebraska going to the Big Ten. That's not, I mean, yes, that's my opinion, but like the facts totally back it up. I don't care what they tell you. Get a Nebraska fan a little tipsy, and I guarantee you they will admit they missed the Big 12. They would be insane not to miss the Big 12. So anyway, Nebraska's president, his name is Ted Carter. He talked to the Omaha World Herald over the weekend, and his name is Tom uh, Shaddle, I believe it is. And the president at Nebraska, he said, quote, a lot of big things are coming over the next year, referring to conference realignment. He said, I think we have another year or two of the status quo with a few minor changes. But I think over the next year, there's going to be a lot of big changes that are going to happen. He said two teams that move from one power conference cause things to unravel. There's a domino effect. One team leaves the ACC. It has a domino effect. Same with the Pac-12, he says. But the Pac-12 is talking about adding somebody, so maybe it won't have the same effect. So he's talking out of kind of both sides of his mouth. He's saying, yeah, there's going to be a lot of changes, but, but, but maybe there won't be. There's going to be a lot of changes. We all understand there's going to be a lot of changes, right? I mean, it's, it's not even debatable. But the most telling part of what Nebraska president um, Ted Carter said, excuse me, I had the wrong name there. Uh, uh, Ted Carter is the president at Nebraska. He talked to Tom Shaddle from the Omaha World-Herald. So I got the names mixed up there. My bad. So Ted Carter is the Nebraska president. And here's what else he said. This was the most telling thing that he said in this interview. He said, quote, I'm on several national boards and I get to sit with a lot of top tier presidents. And I can just tell you, this is the conversation that is happening right now meaning conference realignment is real. And there is a possibility, he throws out there, a possibility of a 48-school super division of college football that separates itself from the NCAA and crowns its own champions. What do you think of that? Do you love that or do you hate that? If you're joining us right now on YouTube Live, that's right, the Nebraska president said that people are talking about the idea of a 48-school superdivision for college football. This would not apply to every sport, but it would apply to college football. That may be the end game here. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know how that impacts conferences ultimately. I don't know if the conferences go away for football and then there's only conferences for basketball and everything else. I, I, don't, I don't know. But I want to get your input on YouTube Live on that if you're watching the show right now, uh, because that seems to me like a conversation that is certainly happening, according to the Nebraska president, and is only going to continue to happen over time. And that's the key here. Will it continue to happen over time where enough presidents and ADs get together and say, you know what? Why are we doing this? Why are we trying to poach teams from A to B and B to C and C to D and you know, negotiating deals. Let's just make one basically minor league NFL through the college landscape, put this thing together and make it happen. We'll have divisions. We'll have playoffs. We'll make it easy for travel. Forget all this big 10 pac 12 ACC, SEC, big 12 stuff. Just basically a 48 team minor league NFL feeder program for the NFL at the college level 
wipe your hands clean and say everybody's happy. On uh, on YouTube Live, we've got here, Pete, a 48-team conference that follows itself will flounder. It would negate a lot of fans of college football. I, I mean, I want to agree, and the part of me that wants to agree with that is the part of me that is nostalgic for the old days. Like, I say this as somebody, I'm not an old guy by any stretch, I'm a millennial, um, but I do get nostalgic for the old conferences of even 20 years, not even 20 years ago, 15 years ago, for crying out loud, right? I get nostalgic for that. I admit that. But I'm not sure if a 48-team conference would flounder and turn off college football fans. It's not really a 48-team conference. It's more like a super division is what you want to call it, a league unto itself away from the NCAA is basically what it would be. I wouldn't call it a conference. It's basically its own league broken off theoretically from the NCAA that operates on its own, that crowns a national championship and the whole thing. I mean, I don't know if it would turn off fans. That's what I'm asking you. I'm not convinced that it would, though. Like, let's just use a school, for example. Let's say Oklahoma State. If Oklahoma State finds itself in a position where it's part of this 48-team super division and they get to play, you know, games suddenly, not every year, but every once in a while, they're playing USC. They're playing Alabama. They're playing Georgia. They're playing Michigan, Ohio State, Oregon. They're bringing back a game against Nebraska, Texas A&M. It's not every year, but in a theoretical 48-team super division, is that really all that insane? I'm not convinced that it is. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world at all. So I'm looking at this after what I heard from the president at Nebraska in this piece in the Omaha World Herald and saying, why not? Why not? I'm not sitting here telling you it's the greatest idea, but I'm saying the way things are trending right now with Florida State and half the ACC teams wanting out, with the Pac-12 teams looking to jump ship, is that crazy to think that that is a possibility? I don't think it should be, and I don't think it is. I think it's one of those things that we have to take very seriously and look at and say, okay, um, why not? Now, the other game of chess here is Notre Dame. Notre Dame has a deal with NBC that ends in 2024. The Irish currently make $22 million per year from NBC. And how much is Notre Dame looking for? Notre Dame is looking for $75 million a year. That's what the Irish are looking for in their next TV contract after the current one wraps up in 2024 with NBC. Will NBC want to pay that? Now, NBC is now in bed with the Big Ten. The Irish have long been considered a natural fit in the Big Ten anyway. But, of course, Notre Dame plays the rest of its sports in the ACC. So I don't know what any of this necessarily means. I'm not going to pretend like I do. But I can sit here and I can tell you that Notre Dame is a school to watch in all this. And no one's talking about the Irish because, you know, they kind of fly under the ra- I mean, they don't fly under the radar. But you know what I mean. When it comes to negotiating TV contracts, we think about the conferences. We don't really think about what is Notre Dame doing and Notre Dame's separate deal with NBC. But don't forget, Notre Dame has this separate deal with NBC. 
and it's worth monitoring, and it's worth watching, and it will play a big role in the future of college athletics. Do they stick with the ACC? I don't know if their contract allows them an easier out than, say, what the rest of the ACC schools are looking at with the grant to rights. I'm not sure on how that factors in for Notre Dame, but I do know this much. When it comes to what Notre Dame wants to do, and what Notre Dame ultimately ends up getting. Do I think they're getting 75 mil a year for their own programming on NBC? No. NBC has a little bit of leverage where they can say, hey, we've got other Big Ten games now. We don't have to pay you $75 million because you're our only avenue into college football. NBC can play a little bit of hardball. I'm not saying you want to with that brand, but they can. And frankly... If it was up to me, and I'm looking at Notre Dame as a stock, I'm not buying Notre Dame stock. I don't know about you, but if I'm looking at the world as it is right now and where things are going in college football over the next five years, I am not buying Notre Dame stock. I think Brian Kelly did an outstanding job there. I think he maximized what he could do with the talent that he got. I, I... I would not be buying the stock of the Irish today. I just wouldn't do it. I'm not an anti-Notre Dame guy by any stretch, but I do not see a pathway for that team and for that program to find itself where it has been under Brian Kelly, which is, you know, frankly, going undefeated, not having to play in a conference championship game, which is a complete joke, and then sometimes getting a ticket to a college football playoff and then getting blown out. I, I, I don't see that as a regular thing for the Irish anymore. So NBC would be wise to say, okay, I get it, you're Notre Dame, but no offense, it's not 1972 anymore. Like, you guys, I I know you want to do your own thing. I know you want to go out on your own and still have this independence, and God bless you for it, and schedule who you want. That's fine. But at NBC, we've got options. There are things that we can do. We have programming coming in. So that's one of the many reasons that I think Notre Dame is losing its leverage. And at some point, (coughs) at some point, Notre Dame is going to be looking somewhere. And maybe it has to be the ACC, but maybe it's somewhere else. I don't know. I really don't. I'm Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports. It is so good to be here with you as always as we roll through another show. I want to remind you, if you are on the, um, if you're on YouTube right now, go check out the podcast. Get one of these Heartland College Sports koozies by leaving a rating and a review on the podcast and send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll get you hooked up with a free, the only way to get one, Free Heartland College Sports Koozie. I got another box of a couple hundred here um, right next to the studio desk that I want to be sending out your way. So that's how you get involved. That's how you get one of those. Uh, Send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. By the way, want to note this. The Big 12 has three teams going to Super Regionals in the NCAA softball tournament. Congratulations, Oklahoma, Texas, and Oklahoma State all sweeping their series this weekend, um, winning three games and getting it done and going to Super Regionals. And then, of course, the Big 12 Baseball Tournament starts this weekend. We'll have our guy Matthew Poston there for full coverage at heartlandcollegesports.com. So be sure to be 
checking out the site as we will have a ton of content and subscribe to our free message boards as well. Uh, we've got a lot of interaction with you going on there. Have a great rest of your day. We appreciate you being here. Hit that subscribe button and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.